Welcome to our third in a series of special REIT Report podcasts, exploring the role REITs can play in building a successful 21st century real estate investment portfolio. I'm Meredith Destins, Senior Vice President of Investment Affairs and Investor Education at NAREIT. Joining me for a discussion on the role of REITs in institutional investor portfolios is Todd Kellenberger, Todd's Client Portfolio Manager, Real Estate Securities for Principal Real Estate Investors. Welcome, Todd, and, and thank you for joining us. Thanks, Meredith. It's a pleasure to be here. Todd, Principal has been an investor in real estate on behalf of institutional clients for decades. That's right, Meredith. At Principal, we have been investing in real estate markets for over 60 years and in public REITs since the 1990s. Our firm's real estate capabilities span across all four quadrants of the real estate market, including REITs, private equity, private debt, and CMBS. We are a top 10 global real estate manager by total worldwide assets and manage approximately $96 billion in assets today with $25 billion invested in REITs. Institutional clients are very important to us. Our institutional investors would be public and corporate retirement plans, insurance companies, unions, nonprofits, and many more. I'd really like to get your perspective on one of the themes that we've been hearing with increasing frequency in our conversations with investors, and that is the idea of using REITs as a way to complement or, or complete current real estate portfolios. And I'm just wondering, is this a theme that you've heard as well? And what's been principal's approach to that conversation? Yes, Meredith, it, this has definitely been a, a theme and, and it's been increasing. It really is tied, I would say, to a broader discussion with clients on opportunities in real estate by market and sector, and where are investors making strategic allocations within real estate. As a result of these client discussions over the past year, we at Principal have launched a new global REIT strategy called the Global REIT Structural Opportunity Strategy. The thesis of the strategy is secular or structural change is underway and how our new economy and society utilizes real estate space. Certain sectors and companies will experience demand driven higher from those structural forces, and others will be disrupted. It's a thematic approach that creates a portfolio bias towards sectors such as wireless towers, data centers, and single-family rental, for example, that are benefiting from enduring secular change and avoiding the structurally disrupted sectors of office, retail, and hotels. It's a strategy we are offering exclusively for our institutional clients via separate accounts, and the idea is gain traction as a potential completion strategy for clients that may have large exposure to two traditional real estate sectors, such as through Odyssey or other private real estate funds. A real-life example of how this has worked is we had a large U.S. corporate plan that was an existing investor in our flagship global REIT portfolio. While that portfolio currently is tilted to many of these non-traditional sectors and underweight sectors like office and retail, the tolerance from this client's investment committee for any exposure to these disrupted sectors was very low. We educated them on the idea of the new strategy and they made the switch, including a top-up, as they were also a client that was under-allocated to their real estate target. I have to, by the way, give thanks to FTSE Russell for the help on the strategy. Institutional clients often need an index to measure risk and our value add as an active manager. And we were able to create a custom version of the FTSE Epineerate Extended Index to build a benchmark that was a good proxy for the strategy. 
Todd, you referred to enduring structural change in demand uh, for certain property types as one of the drivers for the interest in portfolio completion strategies. Can you talk a little bit more about some of those structural drivers and, and their impact on the way investors are deploying their capital today? Yeah, well, for years now, Principal has been communicating to our clients a message of focusing on structural drivers when making capital allocation decisions. And as an investor of their capital, our portfolio managers have emphasized it in our strategies. It's structural factors that have transformed niche property types to mainstream. Demographic changes from an aging population, shifting migration patterns, and housing affordability or inequality are increasing demand for single-family rentals, suburban residential markets, manufactured housing, and even self-storage. Innovation and technology drivers such as work from home or big data, or in general, the, the significant creation of data, are tailwinds for sectors such as data centers and wireless towers. There is the growth of e-commerce, pushing industrial logistics to new heights, and, and innovation hubs supporting life science office. I could keep going, but the, but the key message is many new economy or non-traditional sectors have the tailwind of a secular change in demand behind them. There's also those structural change occurring that is influencing where investors and ourselves as portfolio managers are allocating fewer dollars of capital. This is the disruption created by work from home and e-commerce and the impact these factors are having on sectors such as traditional office and retail. In our REIT portfolios, we have consistently maintained a meaningful underweight to retail REIT as we see e-commerce as a long-term headwind for space demand and the weight of significant CapEx to transform these properties. The emergence of work from home is now having a similar effect, yet not quite by the same magnitude on the office sector. It's another traditional sector we believe warrants a lot of caution. Our concerns about traditional office retail, and I could throw in business hotels, are often shared by many of our institutional clients, including those with private real estate exposure. Often the message is the same. We want to allocate more to real estate, but we are full on office and retail exposure. We don't want more of that. Solving for that naturally leads to a discussion on REITs, a REIT completion strategy or a thematic REIT strategy, like the structural opportunity strategies I just described, can be a great solution. Investors can be more intentional in where they allocate capital and REITs and quickly, given the liquidity of REITs. The result is a well-rounded, diversified real estate portfolio overall for the clients. While I know it's really difficult to generalize is every portfolio is solving for a different set of goals, I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you how you think investors are viewing the role of real estate in their portfolios today. What are you hearing in terms of priorities? And are there any commonalities in terms of the themes you're hearing? Yeah, sure. I would say there are three bigger ones that come to mind. A frequent one is investors are under-allocated relative to their real estate or real asset targets as part of their broader asset allocation plans. COVID froze property markets as transactions and capital flows came to an abrupt halt in early 2020. A priority is getting money put to work. And in the past 12 months, we could speak from experience that investors are utilizing public REITs to do just that. Investors are valuing that liquidity REITs can provide to get invested quickly, especially in a fast-moving, upward-trending market. Another theme is more risk tolerance, especially for many U.S. retirement plans. Investors are looking for higher relative yields and returns in a world of low rates. But importantly, many investors have a positive view on the real estate cycle and growth. 
Taking on more value add and development risk relative to core is common with our real estate clients today. We are seeing REITs do it as well, expanding their development pipelines. And as an investor in REITs, we think this makes a lot of sense. I would also add that for many traditional institutional investors in private real estate, many non-traditional sectors are still considered higher risk. Increasing allocations to these property types is therefore a very big priority. Finally, the third one I would say is ensuring real estate portfolios are prepared for a possible increase in inflation is a priority. Shortening lease duration in your portfolio is a good way of doing that, but it has challenges. The real objective is ensuring the growth of income in your portfolio exceeds inflation. Well, some of the strongest projections of growth in the future are for structurally driven REIT sectors, and increasing allocations to these sectors can help solve for this priority. Thanks, Todd. I think finally, to wrap up, it certainly sounds like institutional investors are looking to capitalize on developments in the real estate asset class in order to move their real estate allocations into the 21st century. We've talked about thematic investment and portfolio completion strategies, and I'm just wondering if there are other developments you'd see as being catalysts for change in the way these investors are investing in the asset class. Well, Meredith, there is a big one going on for years that is linked to everything we have been discussing. The public REIT market has spearheaded the push into non-traditional property types, and over half of the U.S. REIT market is what we would define as non-traditional. You could say REITs, and to a certain extent, some private investors have institutionalized the ownership and management of these sectors, such as life science office, data centers, single-family rental, manufactured housing, and others. We credit this as a driver of greater acceptance of these property types, along with, of course, a strong track record historically of yield and return enhancement from these non-traditional sectors. The second big development has been a more global-oriented view in deploying capital into real estate. This has been well accepted from investors looking for diversification, potentially greater returns, and a wider investment opportunity set. It's why Principal launched a global REIT strategy 14 years ago. Finally, I can't forget to mention the sharp increase from investors focusing on sustainability and ESG in their real estate portfolios. This development is clearly having an impact on how investors are deploying their capital. But that's probably a topic for a whole nother podcast. I I think you're probably right on that one, Todd. But listen, I want to thank you very much for your insights into how Principal works with its clients to address their real estate portfolio management challenges and how REITs can help address those challenges and position their portfolios for the future. For more news and analysis of REITs and listed real estate, please visit NAREIT's website at REIT.com. Thank you. 